get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 136 of the What Up, Though? podcast. Back after uh, a week break. Um, Hope y'all enjoyed y'all time off. And the holiday and all that good shit. I, I meant time off from our podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got time away. Yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed having a What Up, Though? free week. All right. Hope you're live or boring as fuck. Yeah, none of our, none of our fuckery to deal with last week. <laughs> so... Last weekend, um, well, no, not, the holiday wasn't last weekend. The holiday was this week, but uh, you uh, had probably the, probably the best weekend. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a cool little shindig of a weekend. Uh, I went to Nashville, Tennessee for uh, the Con of Thrones convention. It was the first ever uh, convention for solely for Game of Thrones. Um, it was dope, man. The, the The dopest part about it was the the resort that we stayed in like it was insane what, uh, what was it called gaylord opry something or other never heard <laughs> yeah it's like apparently like the biggest non-vegas hotel in the country hmm. and it has like three thousand rooms it's like Jeez. fucking massive it has like it's sectioned off into different sections like one called the cascades which is the section that i stayed in another called delta Another something that started with an M, I think. Um, yeah, it, it was it was insane. It was huge. Three thousand. Yeah, it had uh, had like ton of bars, ton of restaurants. Uh, you literally do not have to leave. Like you can stay there and be perfectly fine. Granted, you're gonna spend a fuck ton of money because the restaurants were expensive. But yeah, like, I can imagine you, um, you, you're gonna pay for that convenience. Yeah, but you don't have to leave. It has everything you could possibly need within it. Um. I'm not going to talk about the convention too much just because, like, you know, I don't know how many Game of Thrones fans listen, and I'm not going to nerd out for an hour talking about the fucking convention. If you do want to hear me talk about the convention, though, um, I did a podcast last night on Podcast Winterfell where I did talk about the convention. Um, That podcast should be up sometime next week. So um, if you are interested in hearing about the convention, uh, I talk about it pretty extensively on there. the episode will probably run maybe like an hour i don't know it, it, it depends on how the edits look but um yeah it was dope man it was like uh really cool hanging out like the dope thing about it is like if you go to a regular like uh convention like a comic or nerdy convention you got all different walks of life of people there right so you you don't really know everybody who's there but like if you go into like to go for something that that's that, that uh, focus on one thing. You know that everybody there fucks with the same shit that you do. Right. Heavy like you do. Like the the panels will consistently say like, you know, we can have a kind of conversation that we can have because we know that we are like we, in the upper echelon of Game of Thrones fans. Like we're in like the top one percent here. Like right. I mean, that, I, I really doubt there's like fair weather fans going to. There's no like yeah. That. There's no fair weather fans at the at the kind of Thrones convention. So. Yeah, it, it it was dope, man. Really cool fans, dope panels. The panels were headed by uh, mainly podcasters, which was dope. Um, I got to meet my favorite podcasters, which was also dope. Uh, tell them how big a fan I am of their of the of their 
podcasting in general. They, they have a Game of Thrones podcast, but they podcast on like shit, like 15 different shows and shit. So, um, you know, I told them, I was like, you know, I watch shows just because you guys podcast about them. Like, you're that good. So how were how they? How were they? They were pretty cool. Yeah, they were cool. And stuff. They, they were telling me that they have had people who will just they, they live in Cincinnati, apparently. They're like, yeah, we have people that just come through Cincinnati, like, hey, what up? And we'll just, like, go to the bar and, you know, kick it with them. They said they had one fan come through their studio and kick it, you know, when they recorded a podcast. They're like, so, yeah, if you ever come through Cincinnati, you know, you can come through. And in my head, I was like, where the fuck would I go to Cincinnati? <laughs> do you know that Do you know that Cincinnati is in Ohio? <laughs> like, well, why would I go there? <laughs> yeah, but I, I was polite. I didn't say that. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, I just was wondering, you know, you got people who are, you know, become like really popular and be standoffish and shit with people and mm-hmm. stuff like that so that's cool as hell though it's at the same time it's like they are just podcasters like they do that for a living and they that's how they pay their shit like that that is their job podcasters and uh there's a, a level of i guess fame and notoriety that comes with that but at the same time you are just a podcaster you're only famous within that community so it's right. kind of like us you, getting up and you can like, go to waffle house and anybody like and anybody gonna know the fuck oh my you God. i mean <laughs> partly because it's radio yeah really. so it's not like a tv show you know what i'm saying where people can you know can can uh actually see your face and shit you know all the time for the most part people are just listening and shit like that yeah it's like it's like us getting uppity like we go to fucking I don't know Starters. Arizona or some shit starters. <laughs> you took it like way low. I took it out of state at least. <laughs> like, <laughs> you said starters. <laughs> no, I was like, we go like the Arizona or some shit. Like, oh shit, y'all from What Up Though podcast? Listen right. to that shit. And we just like, oh, who the fuck are you? You fucking, you fucking plebeian fucking loser. Like, fact, talk to my agent. Right, yeah. agent. We don't have one, motherfucker. That's it. <laughs> I'd be blown away. Like, holy shit, you know who we are? Like. And I think that I think they they kind of have a little bit of that. Like they were at a place where people largely know who they were, but at the same time, it is it's like you still are just a podcaster. Right. Like I don't think that really puts you in the realm of being uh of being bougie. So now, do you do you recall the girl that um um Twitter L dot Marie? Mm-hmm. She was there. I saw her. Oh, you didn't see? I'm glad you did. You see her? Okay. I, I did. She she did a panel. So and that's what I saw on her Instagram. That's yeah. pretty dope. So she did a panel. I got there too late for it. Like we were running late getting there and her panel was like at two PM on the first day and we got there right at two o'clock. Uh, so like we had to, you know, get to our room, unpack, you know, like yeah, I got the baby and stuff too. So. Yeah, and get acclimated. So like I, I didn't see her panel, but I did run into her uh I, I don't know if it was later that day or the next day. But yeah, I, I ran into her, you know, talked to her for a little bit. She told me how her panel went, it was cool. So yeah, I actually did run into her. Um, she went to uh, Wayne State with me, uh, I believe. Oh, uh, okay, that's dope. But yeah, so that was cool. Um, we saw a lot of people with cool ass costumes and shit. Um, I seen that big ass fucking. Uh, yeah, that was dope, dog. dude. What? Now, was that a person that fucking tall, or was that? A- <laughs> no, no, no. That motherfucker was like fourteen feet. He like I took a picture with him that I didn't post, but like. I stood next to him and he put his hand like on my head, like <laughs> so. I was like half me at six feet was like half his height. I so, kept like, wondering like yeah. if he was a shorter guy, is he like moving shit in this motherfucker because being- he was on stilts. Oh, I didn't even think about stilts. What yeah, he was on stilts. Dude. Like he ended up winning the costume. He contest. had to, dog. Yeah, <laughs> he said he learned how to do the. It's it. He said it took him two weeks to learn how to do the stilts and shit. And adult part of it was like. um uh, my wife wanted a picture with him, and 
we were maybe, I don't know, 20 feet behind him. And he was walking, like, away from us. And we were, like, 20 feet behind him. And, like, my wife was standing to my right. There was somebody else, another woman, standing to my left. And she shouted out, like, hey, can I get a picture? And this motherfucker turned around and started running at us. Dog, that shit was fucking crazy, dog. Like, I felt like I was on the fucking show. Like, th- it was fucking sick, dog. I, like, literally turned around and was like, I'm out. <laughs> what is his character? Uh, he's a giant. His name's One One. On the show, he wasn't the one that pushed my man face in. No, no, that's that's uh, uh, Gregor Clegane, the um, the mountain. Um, he no, this guy's an actual giant, and uh, his character is fairly prominent in season five oh, okay. and uh, and six. But um, yeah, he won he won the costume contest, so that was dope. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in notoriety. We ran it. We sat in on interviews with some of the people from the show but they didn't that's really like, have that's what i just about to ask you was any like prominent people from the not prominent show? they just had people from the show but not the prominent. first one right it's the first one yeah you think i mean and i don't i know i know you uh you did an actual podcast on the whole thing so i don't mm-hmm. get too specific specific excuse me but where do you think just from being there that this has the potential of growing where you would get prominent like Game of Thrones characters that would probably want to, you know, participate. I think it depends on how they market it because, like, if you were there for like the interaction with other fans and for the panels, um, it can last indefinitely because they had a great turnout and people really enjoyed that shit. But there are a lot of people who paid; it was fairly expensive, and they had like a high level pass that cost a lot of money. And a lot of the people who bought that felt like they got ripped off. Uh, and then there were people who felt ripped off. So from, not getting not from them not having like higher pass or some shit. No, 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 more prominent characters from the show. Now, did they advertise that they were gonna have prominent characters? No, no, they didn't. Oh, okay, but there was one character that was their most prominent one dropped out maybe like a week before the show. Ugh. So people pissed that people were pissed off about that. And I think what happened honestly is that they probably kind of fucked themselves with the timing because it's two weeks out from the premiere. So, like, the uh, prominent yeah. characters are all out promoting the show heavily, and I think that's probably what happened. I think if they had it at a different time, they probably could have got more prominent characters. Everybody that they had at the convention is dead on the show, so they don't have yeah, obligations tied, right. yeah, they, tied to the show. Yeah, they're free as fuck, so they're all dead on the show, which is why I'm also not going to mention which ones were there, because right, that could potentially right, be right. spoilers, but everybody who was there is dead on the show, so they didn't have to... They didn't have any obligations for promoting the upcoming season. And the one person who dropped out is still alive on the show. So I figured they were probably that person was probably like, oh, you know, man. I can't, you know, can't piss away sense. a whole weekend, you know, at this convention when the show starts in two weeks. You know, and I need to be out here getting paid for it. You know, they they probably were getting paid, but it was probably like a thing where it's like, you know, they're probably contractually obligated with HBO to be out there promoting the show and shit like two that, weeks yeah. out and it's like you know pay from uh, hbo was far greater and far more important and mm-hmm. responsibility so yeah i get that that's uh that's kind of dope um i i can't ever think of any show that i would for went to a you know maybe if the wire did one <laughs> i would have went <laughs> but yeah that, that's that's dope to be able to have a, a, such a venue for 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 something like that there was something like that for breaking bad really mm-hmm because the, the same podcast that I was talking about, I remember they said that they went to something that was for Breaking Bad. And, like, they got to, like, tour the location in Albuquerque that they used for the uh, Los Pollos Hermanos. 
Okay. Oh, where? Okay. That's yeah, because it's like a real fucking restaurant and shit that they just change up for the show. And I think it's like actually an active place and they just make it Los Pollos Hermanos when they were filming Breaking Bad and, and now Better Call Saul. So, so yeah. Anything, anything else you want to add from that? Mm, no, not really. I mean, it was, it was a cool time. Yeah, we stayed the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Came back uh, Sunday afternoon. Well, left Sunday afternoon, came back. Got back probably about 3 a.m. Monday morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. Like I said, if, if anybody's interested in my time at that, you can get more detail on podcast. Winterfell drops that episode next week. And we can, uh, if you if you think about it, tweet the, uh, oh, it had, the episode hasn't dropped yet? Mm-mm. Oh, okay, well. We no, we recorded it. it last night. Oh, okay. And he got a, uh, Axel, who's been on our podcast before, he, uh, got a, an episode that's dedicated to a specific thing, uh, in regard to the show that um the originator of that podcast gave him and he dropped that today so he, he still needs to do some work editing our recording from last night so he, he said probably sometime next week he'll okay. drop that well, we're so. trying to make sure you remember to, to tweet it for folks that actually want to yeah want to listen um totally random but tv shows i was so oh, also i did sh- i did mention what up though on the uh on that podcast, so. you didn't uh, you like throw a banner or whatever though, rocking the past the uh, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the 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 the. No, I meant on the podcast. Oh, I know, I, I know like, that. Oh. I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know, at the uh, at the convention, at the convention, <laughs> walk past a big banner and tell me, what up though? Uh, I should have. So, uh, randomly, the other day, I was talking to one of the, my coworkers, and he came up, and for some odd reason, we started talking about uh, office space and this, you know, the uh, the swing line stapler. The stapler, the stapler. Yes, and we were talking about. Uh, no, I thought we we were talking about somehow we was talking about Milton, mm-hmm. and he re- he he said the wrong name. I'm like his name is Milton, blah blah blah, and, and started talking about the swing line stapler and tidbit that I never knew, and I don't know if you ever knew this, but the swing line stapler wasn't a swing line. Swing line did not have a red stapler mm-hmm. until the movie. Uh-huh. They painted the stapler red. It was another staple company, stapler company they were supposed to have, and for some odd reason it didn't work out. So they painted the stapler red, and then like three years later, Swingline made one. Made one. <laughs> but I just I don't know. I just would have thought that that was like probably a hot seller or, or one of their products or something. But yeah, that wasn't made until the fucking. <laughs> like, movie. I can't get one of those. Right. Like, nope. And then after that. They started selling them. Then, huh. really, I have a black swing line stapler at my desk. I think the the, the general color was just black. Yeah, I've, I now that you mentioned it, I've never, I can't recall ever seeing a red one. No, no. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, so I'm speaking on shows. I won't be too long. Yeah, I've been catching. So I've been. I was telling you earlier how I've been watching The Wire, um, and I've been catching like random silly shit about The Wire that I didn't catch. Like the other 10, 12 times I've watched and <laughs> shit. Like, I never, and for some odd reason, I don't know, I thought it was somebody else. I never s- figured out who was the guy that killed Bodie until like a couple of days ago. I don't recall. I've only been through it once. Oh, really? So I, uh, I don't okay. recall, like, at all. Like, oh, okay, I'm, yeah. It was just one yeah. of the, one of what's the name's cronies, uh, Marlowe's. But I don't know. I didn't know. I never looked at his face until then. Um, so like two days ago or some shit, but just random shit. But you only watched it once, so I won't really go into. Yeah, it. I, I I don't remember it well at all. No, give me. I've got caught up in that show so over the last like five years. I was just randomly watching, and then now they have it on Amazon, so you can just watch it. So 
I've been like kicking a bullshit to be sitting out here smoking a cigar and been watching that shit just crazy. I need to find something else to watch. Like probably shows I need to watch like the end of Better Call Saul. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Do that. So, um, far as I, I didn't even I didn't have much of a, a weekend. I mean, my weekend it was just okay. Um, the fourth we uh. We have family over, so she had her parents over. My mom and sister and brother and them came over. Well, sister, excuse me. Sister and her boyfriend came over. and um, So it's typically a guy that stays down the street. He typically does fireworks um, every year. But, dude, I swear it had to be like a good four people who had quality fireworks mm-hmm. around the area. We just sat in the backyard. But the shit that pissed me off is that that shit was still going off yesterday, dog. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was just as fucking loud. And I'm just like, y'all, y'all motherfuckers ain't got shit to do. Like, no work in the morning or none of this shit. Oh, that shit was pissing me off. <laughs> I mean, I get it on the fourth, you know what I'm saying? It, it's just what it is, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's just me more trans, tra- um, transforming into a grumpy dude. Like, nigga, I want to go to sleep, dog. This is bullshit. <laughs> that shit was going on all last night and shit, but whatever weekend was cool. Um... So, I think we have a number of uh, um, emails, videos, uh, responses. Um, we do. So, I guess we can probably get into those and then, you know, get into other, other random topics that we may have. Yeah, uh, we can do them chronologically because we have, I don't want to say two weeks worth of feedback because it makes it sound like we got a ton, but we're not that popping. So, it's not that much, but um, it does date back. So, I'll do it in order. I think some niggas like, y'all didn't record last week? Oh. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Right. <laughs> fucking bugs. Um Yeah, man, these fucking Beatles are the worst, dog. So the first thing is a email from Blue. Um The topic is why no one will ever surpass Jordan. Um in the last episode we I'm assuming it was that episode we talked about my opinion on why I don't think anyone will ever surpass Jordan because it's not a stats thing. It's kind of like you just got you just, just kind of had to just experienced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll read his email. It's just a it's like about two paragraphs. Uh, he said Jordan was a great player on a great team, and he put with great coaching in a smaller font. I don't know if that was on purpose or <laughs> that had to be on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I guess maybe that's an asterisk uh, and a shot toward Phil Jackson. I don't know. Uh, he said he also had a killer instinct. Uh, actually. Before I continue, I will grant him if that is a shot at Phil Jackson. I will kind of grant him that minor shade because I've always pointed out that Phil Jackson seems to be the kind of guy who comes along at the right time and takes teams that have already entered the cusp of greatness and just kind of takes over. Like he came like Doug Collins was like the guy that was the coach for the for the Bulls right up to when they started winning and then Phil Jackson came along and it was like championships and it's like he came along at the perfect time and then he did the same thing with the Lakers. Like he came along once they had Shaq and Kobe and was like, I'll take this now and, <laughs> and fire off some championships. So yeah, I, I, I can see that. So I can see the potential shade there. So anyway, he said he also had a killer instinct, confident in his own ability as well as confident in his teammates and he had great chemistry with them. Kobe didn't always have the team chemistry, didn't always have a team. Overconfidence caused him to play too much and get injured and try to play through his injuries as Jordan did when he had the flu. LeBron didn't always have a team, didn't always have a coach, wasn't mature enough to listen to others, etc. 
The reason Jordan was and is the greatest has nothing to do with his stats and all to do with his team and his ability to use and trust his team. He was a leader. Neither Kobe or LeBron were team leaders, only team stars. That's an interesting distinction. Uh, it, it's a big difference between the two. With the way the NBA has changed, you will never see someone like Jordan who was good on offense, defense, and makes their team better by being the center of it. Today, there are too many egos and too much money involved. There, point proven, not using one stat. So, uh, that's his thoughts on, on Jordan. Um, I think that uh, he might be a little hard on Kobe in that assessment. Um, I think it's Kobe isn't, wasn't as, as good at making his teammates great as Jordan was, but there's certain players that just through their style of play facilitate great play from other players who right. just aren't at that level. I, uh, I think Steve Nash was a great one like that. Like Steve Nash had guys who benefited fully from playing with Steve Nash and then would go to other teams and just like fade into nothingness. You know, a guy like Sean Marion, for instance, great playing with Steve Nash and then left and faded away. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it got to be Jason a, Kidd's another one. It got to be a category for how do you describe players like that? Because, I mean, I guess you could say they were leaders, but you know, they wasn't the leaders that I guess are talked about and advertised. But yeah, I would totally agree. Steve Nash was definitely one of those you know type players. He wasn't a superstar, no. Nah. But you know, he was. I think he was able to to to. To make players team players, if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, another one is uh, oh shit, I just saw. It's usually always point. Oh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is another one like that. Like it's usually point guards, guys who are great at facilitating the offense and can make, can can set guys up for just uh wide open shots, wide open dunks, and get those guys the kind of looks that allow them to to excel. Uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan obviously wasn't a point guard. But Jordan was the kind of guy that when he did uh, uh, defer to other players, it did always seem like those other players could still manage to kill you. Like you could, well, you couldn't stop Jordan, but if you did focus on Jordan, you could get killed by Pippen. John Paxson or not even Pippen. Cause like Pippen was certified in his own right, but guys like John Paxson or Steve Kerr, or uh, Horace Grant, like those kind of guys, like who uh, were just like guys who benefited from playing with Jordan. There, there are players that are just that great that they either garner all the attention from the defense and allow other players to get open looks, or they are ones like say Magic who uh, could do both, like kind of like take get all the defense's attention, but even if they didn't could always find a way to get you the ball in a way where you could get a high percentage shot. So yeah, I, I could definitely yeah. go with that. Definitely go with that. Um, so you, well, I, well, you have something you want to add or? Yeah, I, I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, I, I know what to say. Um, I, I don't know if I totally agree with the part about, I guess, I guess he's the same way that money gotten is 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 gotten in the way of of basketball like the amount of money mm -hmm. but i don't know i don't know if i agree with that i just you know i i mean 
Shit, if you go play for a league that makes billions of dollars and you can make millions, fuck it, why not? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't see if that's, I don't see that being a deterrent onto the on the game. Um, I can think of mi- uh, many other deterrents and shit, but I don't think the money is a is a deterrent. Um, I just, I don't know, I don't have a, a big reason for it. I just don't think it is. Yeah, I mean the. The the issues that I have with the NBA now don't have anything to do with the contracts that these guys are getting. These guys are getting insanely insanely stupid contracts. Mediocre players are getting incredibly large amounts of money, but that doesn't really impact the way that they play. It's more about just the way the game evolves and things just change with the times. Just like like hip hop, you know, people shit on all these new guys right now, these mumble rappers or whatever, and how they suck and all that shit, which they do. But like. It, it's just it's just the way life evolves you get the i'm sure that there were people who were fans of uh late 70s early 80s hip-hop who thought that uh the 90s guys sucked probably nine myself like a 90s guy who feels like the current guys suck and you know it's the same way with the nba the way the shit evolves the people who where fans of the previous era don't like the current one, and that's just the way it is. My my opinion is not my opinion. My opinion hasn't changed, but the way I approach it has changed, and that I don't, uh, I just don't really comment on it anymore. I just look at it like, you know what? It's not really for me, and that's just how it's gonna be. I'm not gonna sit here and like bad mouth uh, the NBA or bad mouth the current rappers uh, just. On my own volition, like I'm just gonna like hop on Facebook and be like, blah blah NBA this or that. I'm just gonna like just go and just hop on and go off, go off. Like if somebody says something, or in the context of a conversation, I might just go, you know, I don't really fuck with the NBA like that for this reason. Or I don't really fuck with these current rappers like that for this reason. But as it is for me, it's just like you know what, the the game does not. Uh, I'm not as passionate about watching the game as I was. 10 years ago and that's just the way it is you know everybody else if they like the way the game is played now and they're fine with watching it and they still you know enjoy it so be it i'm not gonna fucking try to convince you to say that the current era of the nba is worse than the previous one i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do that with hip-hop either like if you like you know migos or uh Lil Yachty or Uzi Vert or whatever. If you like them, you can like them. Like I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I'm not gonna listen to them. You can listen to them. We can yeah, listen I mean, to what we listen to. I don't give a shit. May not trust your suggestions, but I mean, you know, right, that's, yeah. that's your deal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the games the games just change. Like you know the the 80s was like really really rough and rough and tumble, hard ass. Uh, Tough defense, hard fouls, gutter, not gutter, but like, you know, just, you know, less ticky tacky fouls and shit like that. And I mean, that's just what it was. Out of a dude. Yeah. 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Early 90s. And the shit you can probably get suspended 20 games for now and shit. Yeah. And I thought that the the era in which the, the, the last Pistons team excelled was a era that was more of a more of a team game but you could see the transition the pistons were right on the end of that transition from uh more of a team game to a 
building of superstars on teams and shooting threes and getting dunks and you know all that kind of shit that that puts asses in seats you know and i don't you know for for a fan like me who's been a fan of the nba since i was six years old it's like not i don't derive much enjoyment in watching what i say all the time watching guys pass a wide open twos to back up behind a three-point line <laughs> like i don't i don't like to see that shit i don't like to see guys like i saw lebron do it go for uh the the big dagger play that's gonna make everybody jump out of their seats when there's a much smarter play available to him but that won't be as big of a uh everybody's cheering moment right you know i saw I, I can't remember what the play was but to give an example say 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 the Cavs are down two and he has a, no actually say the Cavs are up two and they have you know they're up one actually no up one so they're up one possession they're up one game's close you you knock down a a decent two you're up by three the other team's chances are are getting slimmer but instead of taking the uh the higher percentage two-point shot, you just pull up with 22 seconds left on the shot clock and shoot a far-ass three-pointer. And it's like, okay, so you were going for the dagger that will put you up four, and now you've missed it, and now you're only up one and the other team has a chance to win right. just because you wanted to go for the big fucking dagger. And, like, that that's the kind of shit that I, I, don't, I don't like watching that. And I see that kind of stuff, like these bad decisions in favor of the the big three pointer or the big crowd cheering play like doing it just for the hype as opposed to doing the smart play to win the game like I, I don't I don't buy into that like so the NBA has been kind of you remember, eh, you remember for the me. player and I, I think his last name his last name was Davis but I I think he played for the Cavs or Boston I can't remember but he was uh, yeah I need to narrow down a little bit yeah uh, but he was he was a rebound off from a triple double. And he ended up going down and throwing it off the back. Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis. That's yep. what it was. <laughs> I'm like, that is just the wackiest shit ever, dude. For what? That that stat's not going to get you more money, Doug. Yep. Now I do appreciate the one guy from Portland, and I don't know his name, who uh, he had a clause where if he hit thirty percent of his threes, he got like an extra, he a bonus. I don't know. I think it was like. Five hundred thousand or some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. When he got to thirty three percent, he stopped shooting threes. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, "I'm not doing it anymore," <laughs> and he did not shoot another fucking three for the rest of the fucking uh, uh, season. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, dog, that's money, dog. Fuck that. Yeah. So, um, you want to press on? Yeah, we press on. All right. So the next email is from Kayleen Miller, who is a longtime listener, but first time. Writer in her. Writer in her. <laughs> and she, god damn, this email long as fuck. Yeah, it was pretty long. Oh, I, I haven't read it yet because I, 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 you know, I don't like to read stuff ahead of time. So I, I skimmed it, but I didn't. The, the topic is Mike at Toledo, so I'm assuming she took some offense toward my slander of Toledo <laughs> when I told her uh, when I talked about it's taking pretty, taking Axel from there. Skim, it looked somewhat informative about. Yeah, but go ahead. I, I, I don't think it's totally totally slander of you, but we'll see. But it's long as fuck. Uh, shit, this is long. Okay. Um, hey, Mike and Otis, this is Kay. Long time listener to the podcast. First time writing in. My basis of this email is about Mike's topic slash rant about Toledo, Ohio, from the last episode. And yes, I'm from Toledo, and I had to comment. Oh, man, I'm about to get it, dog. <laughs> At first, I couldn't do anything but laugh my ass off about Mike's experience and his rant about downtown Toledo because some of it is true. But I wasn't going to let you bash my city, fair enough. 
When I was growing up downtown, it used to be the shit. It was vibrant, busy, and the like. Downtown Toledo had major department stores, banks, businesses, seven Fortune 500 companies, etc. But throughout the years, there have been bad decisions from public officials and people from the Toledo community, the decline of manufacturing, people putting their businesses and people out of downtown, and many other factors that has made downtown Toledo suffer. Sounds kind of like Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Like downtown Detroit, like, yeah, prior to Dan Gilbert and his gentrification. Um, (laughs) I lost my space. Okay, there we go. Uh, Many of these elected and industrial leaders failed numerous times with businesses in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and it shows with how downtown looks today. Many of those old buildings and warehouses are owned by old-ass white men who are holding on to something that I don't understand. We just waiting for them to die off so that things can change. If the Mud Hens, AAA baseball, the Mud Hens is the the Tigers, AAA affiliate, AAA actually. Team or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Walla, I, I think it's funny. She said the Mud Hens didn't specify AAA baseball when it's the Tigers, AAA <laughs> team. Like, I, I know who the Mud Hens are. But anyway, uh, Walleye Hockey, or an event at the Huntington Center isn't popping off, then no one is down there unless you are handling legal matters. Our leaders today are somewhat trying to change things, but it won't happen overnight. There's a bit of a renaissance going on in the city. Prometica, I hope I said that right, is a major healthcare provider, and they are moving their headquarters downtown where the smokestacks are in that old steam plant. They're investing over $50 million and bought up most of the nearby buildings, Hopefully adding new businesses and stores. I can't say businesses. It's too many S's. Business. I feel like I have like a, like it makes me have like a list that I don't have. <laughs> like businesses. Businesses. They also renovated the other hotel, Marriott Renaissance. We have one of those. Other restaurants <laughs> have been popping up as well. It's just a matter of time for things to really take shape. From your description, I think you went to the McDonald's on Cherry Street. Um, I don't think it was Cherry Street. Um. I did go down Cherry Street, but I don't think that, that I don't think that's the McDonald's I went to. Do you remember seeing a light blue building with some writing on the side? That is the Quality Bar, Hood Spot. Guy with a food truck named LeBaron's sells Toledo wings that are fire. Don't knock them until you try them. I'm not gonna knock wings preemptively. Like what, right. what kind of what kind of savage do you take me for? <laughs> I don't preemptively knock chicken wings. <laughs> he is usually there at night or on Thursdays at the food truck fair downtown. But that McDonald's location is trash. I can't even debate you on that. I thought maybe you went to the McDonald's on Collingwood because they just found someone overdosed on heroin and died in the bathroom stall. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, and the hotel you described is called the Park Inn. That is the one, yes. Nothing is special about that hotel. I'm surprised you didn't mention the empty building next to it. Because there was no empty building. It was like a fucking demolition site. <laughs> that, 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 it, there used to be an empty building. There. Empty was in quotes. <laughs> right. There was something there. It was rubble. Uh, the building used to be a hotel, but it has been back and forth with the city and private companies. It is a hot-ass mess. I wish they would just tear the building down and start over. Maybe she's thinking of something. Maybe something else then. Maybe something happened between then and that. <laughs> right. But I say all that to say this. I think if you had went to another part of town, I think you would have seen what Toledo has to offer. Hearing your podcast, that probably won't happen, and that's okay. LOL. Um, lastly, I am not a Cavs fan. Good. I'm a Pistons fan. Good. Since the first championship. Ooh, 1989. I do respect LeBron because he is his own legend. I don't want another MJ. Bron is Bron. Also, Detroit is my second home because of roller skating, family, and events. 
keep going with the podcast. Chill out in Ohio. Stay black and go Buckeyes. Oh, you lost it on the last two words. God damn. It could have been great and then you just hit go Buckeyes. I was like, that was a great fucking email. And then go Buckeyes at the end. God damn it. Blew up on my cigar. Right. Fuck. Well, that's interesting. I never... Well, not that I've even ever inquired, but I never knew too much uh, about Toledo in this industrial or in any of its uh, business sectors and things like that. So it's actually interesting that you know it's 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 kind of on an up upcoming, um, I guess you could call it. It I, sounds like it's in the same vein of what what happened here. Yeah, and it's conceivable that they could have somebody like Dan Gilbert come through since he's you know in Cleveland, and you know who knows. I just wonder what what is the I don't want to say benefit, because that's not probably the right word, but, you know, what what would it, what does the Toledo have to offer that that will push the, for them to revitalize the city? Like, what is this export? Like, what is, you know what I mean? Like, I, Toledo has always just been a drag. Heroin. They've been a catch up with that, the, whoever was serving that girl, whoever OD'd in the bathroom. Um, like, what is, what do they have to offer? Like, what is, you know, what what like I say, Toledo is literally a pass through. Like I've never thought about it more than that. So Yeah. Know, uh, but that's interesting though. Good feedback. Uh absolutely. Uh, Thanks good, for that. Good um uh, good info. Never would have known. Feel free to send in more. Like I mean, man, like I I know you've been a fan for a while, so I, I, I drop your Twitter name but you change it too fucking much for me to remember it offhand and you didn't mention it in the email. But I, I, I know I know who you are, but yeah, feel free to, you know, Write in more often. That was some pretty good feedback. Yeah, I like getting the definitely. I like getting the information about Toledo. I'm glad you didn't like slander the fuck out of me. Like that's my town, bitch. Like you know, don't be shade my shit. You know, come back again. We dropping them bombs on your ass. Yeah, she was fair. Toledo thugs. It's like I realize this shit can be trash, but uh, you know, here's our explanation. So I, I can I can rock with that. That's funny. <laughs> so uh, we have two voicemails from Baylor. Uh. BCG dropped two in one day. Oh, oh, because one he he mentioned that he tweeted us if he had ever told us this story about some strippers. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, you said no, so he he dropped another one oh, about okay. some strippers. Like, yeah, I definitely would remember the stripper thing. So he sent one called "That's My QB," and it has like a crying face emoji. So I I don't know who he's talking about, but we'll see. Let's find out, shall we? What up there? Oh, so so what up though? <laughs> Mike Conley is the highest paid basketball player in NBA history. Not anymore. Uh, right. You definitely <laughs> got uh you got Bill over there in Washington who got broke off too. Uh, I think he the second highest. You come over to the NFL, you had oh, Hainsworth who robbed the Redskins, who had a hundred mil, right? And I don't even think the nigga ended up playing for him. Said he kept his check on the dresser for like 30 days, right? <laughs> All right. So then we go back. Let's rewind to y'all boy. One of your boys. Damn. Um, in Detroit, I watched him in college in Georgia. And that's Stafford. Me and Stafford got a love-hate relationship because of fantasy football. But we're not here to talk about that. But as a rookie... As a rookie, I said, before he even got drafted by the Lions because he already knew he was getting drafted, 12 a.m., he had $41 million guaranteed in his bank account, right? No playoff experience, 
no regular season experience, hell, no preseason experience. But he did get $41 million in that bank account. You know what that told me? That told me that Detroit said we see him as our franchise quarterback and we're going to lock him up definitely. Even before he showed that he can get on the field and hang with the big boys. Now, the reason I brought that up is because y'all was talking about my quarterback. Don't talk about my quarterback, my nigga. Watch your mouth, okay? Now, Andrew Luck broke the bank a year ago. Derek Carr who outplayed Andrew Luck the past two years, broke the bank this year. Now, I get it. I know what y'all going off of, hood terms. Derek Carr hasn't been to the playoffs. Well, my nigga, (laughs) Derek Carr is only 25, 26 years old. He's going into his fourth year. And, of course, the market, he attacked the market when he needed to. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't going to be him, it was going to be my guy up in Washington, okay? So it's not about it's not. I understand that we always go about well. Have he been to the playoffs? When the last time you been to the playoffs? Sometimes it's just when the market is hot, you got to strike. And let's not forget, he got. I mean, he got to hurt. What the last two games of the season? We were chasing New England for the number one seed in the West. So, I mean, it's not like he wouldn't have gotten to the playoffs because they were in the playoffs. You know. Um, I think he deserves money. All jokes aside, he deserves money. You got to lock up your quarterback. You got to get an offensive line. And you got to have a defensive player, whether he's a linebacker or on the line. And he got to dominate. And you build around those three. You build around your quarterback. You build around your offensive line. You build around that defensive player. And that's what we're doing. Okay? You lock up the quarterback first. Because there's not going to be too many defenses that are going to turn out like the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Or like the Buccaneers uh, in the early 2000s. There's not too many defenses that are going to turn out like that. So you got to lock up your quarterback. You got to have a good offensive line. And you got to have one of the maniacs on defense. You know what I'm saying? So don't talk about my quarterback, my nigga. <laughs> Chill. Y'all know me like that. <laughs> I vaguely remember... I vaguely remember what we said about him, other than what he wasn't deserving or some shit. Did we? I don't know, but my opinion currently is fuck Derek Carr and the Raiders. <laughs> so <I'll, laughs> that's my opinion. That's I, I, I'm curious to ask, like, Baylor, what 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 happens when they leave in two years? Are it, do you stay fans or do you just pick up the new fans, some some other team in Cali? Cause that'd be what the they'd be in the, what Vegas in two years, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Could you follow? Do you follow a team? Say the Lions move to. I don't know. I don't know. I've never had to. I've never been presented with that. I no. I, yeah. That, that's a, that. And I, as I was saying this to you, I was thinking like, I don't even know what my answer would be. Offhand, I guess it would depend on if we got a replacement team. Because my loyalty has always been to the city and to my home. So like, if the Pistons move somewhere else and we got a new Detroit team, I'd probably shift alliances to the Detroit team. But at the same time. You have, and uh, Raiders fans have the same thing, you have loyalty to that franchise for your whole life. (laughs) So it's like, can I really be like, hey, I'm going to take on this new unknown Detroit team and abandon a team that I have tattooed on my body? (laughs) (laughs) How's that going to work out? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably probably follow the Pistons um, 
probably strong right away, and then it'd probably fade away as they became the franchise for whatever city they moved to if we got a new team here. Um, and the same would apply to our other three other three franchises. Um, but I want to say I don't see that happening, but shit, if the Raiders can move, anybody can. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. The Rams moved to where? They're L.A., right? So mm-hmm. St. Louis didn't get a team then, did they? Mm-mm. That's crazy. You just don't get nothing. You just... You just done. The state don't have a fucking team anymore. How do you? How do you? How do you function without a fucking team, dude? That's crazy. They just took your fucking team and just went up. Just just, just dipped. It's gotta wait on the St. Louis Lunatics. <laughs> but up get that squad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. So uh, we can do a second one then. Uh, yeah, but I also like to reiterate: fuck Derek Carr and the Raiders. Um. His other one is called Lazy Ass Strippers. So, okay. let's see what that's about. That should be interesting. All right, what up, though? So, look, me and a wife went to the strip club uh, last weekend, oh, okay. right? And it's a spot called Sam's. It's downtown L.A. Sam's? And it's probably the size of... It's probably the size of y'all garage that y'all recording, literally. <laughs> which is a good and a bad thing. But it's very diverse. Uh, the strippers are, are just diverse. You got black, white, Hispanic... All on one stage, some real asses, some fake asses. Uh, very nice. Um, it's cool. So, of course, you know they're being asshole. They don't want to let you record. Or matter of fact, I sent a clip. I did sneak a clip in or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but the main reason why I wanted to do it because I wanted y'all to see the guy. The host is like this old white guy that looks. He looks like. He just looked like he watches porn all day. He had on his Vikings they have hat. A host. Uh, but I'm not <laughs> sure if I got a good. Uh, shot of him. Anyhow, the reason why he I'm bringing like this stripper visit up right. <laughs> is because I've never seen some of the most, not all of them, don't get me wrong, some of them was in there doing a thing, but these hoes was lazy, my nigga. I'm talking about, it was, it was a chick on a stage that was like in the middle of the stage and she was doing her hair. Like, legit doing her hair. She knows she didn't have no comb or anything like that, but she was, like, braiding this shit. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the hell? Now, they try to camouflage it with just asses surrounding her, but you had a chick on the edge of the stage in her phone. Yeah. Legit scrolling through her phone, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got a lap dance. I spent about, I'm telling you, man, $40 is enough. I had 30, only spent 15 on a lap dance, and that lap dance was damn near. My wife paid for, like, half of it. I ain't going to lie. Like, she gave the chick some money or whatever, and I saw her having fun with the chick. So I went over there being greedy and shit. And then I only spent, like, $15. I swear to God, I only spent, like, $15 on that lap dance. But she deserved it. And she gave me a hug. Have a stripper ever gave you a hug? A stripper gave me a hug in front of my wife. At the strip club. That shit was crazy. My wife brought it up, too. She was like, she was so nice, and she gave you a hug. Like, I don't know if that's going to come back later. <laughs> or you was just really, you know, surprised and happy that she gave me a hug. Anyhow, I seen a chick come from another job and hop right on stage. And then, this is the cream of the crop. It was a chick, a Hispanic chick. And she had a cold little body. 
she was like laying sideways. Like we all know, especially married cats, that sideways sex position that your wife give you when she's just lazy. So it was kind of like that. And she was shaking the left cheek for like 40 minutes straight. <laughs> I said, you got to be the laziest stripper in this motherfucker right now. Okay. Um, other than that, like, I, I, I want to ask, have y'all ever seen a lazy stripper, though? <laughs> like, I seen four. All these six in here had solid bodies. Some of them had natural good bodies. Some of them had, you know, I paid for this body. But then there was one chick, and I swear to God, y'all had been crying if y'all would have seen her. She looked like she worked at Denny's. <laughs> she was a white girl. Her name looked like it could have been like Lindsay. She was built like... <laughs> She was built like she she was like a Denny. <laughs> Do you need extra syrup? Type. <laughs> like her body wasn't there. It was curvy. Don't get me wrong. But she was thin. Like she was petite. I said, what the fuck is she doing? She looked like she came straight from Denny's down the block. <laughs> Anyhow, that's my stripper story. I'm pretty sure I have some more in the future. But lazy strippers, dog. Lazy strippers. What up, though? So I had a chick giving me a lap dance and she was she started braiding her hair but i think it was just to get her hair out the way oh, okay but it was like she's still but she's still dancing on me and she got her hand just trying to tying up her fucking hair but it was she was long as hell she's braiding this long ass fucking braid going down the back of her neck but she's still popping and everything this was that what the fuck was that strip club what was the strip club that we had that was um it was a like a franchise of them. Um, um I know what you're talking about. Um, Starving Marvins. Yep. Starving Marvins. Of, yeah. Yeah, it was like a franchise of them, and this one was I, it was on like Livernoy and some shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was actually a shitty night because uh, that same dancer who was uh braiding her hair, I believe it was her. She bumped she the table. She got stabbed later. Oh no! Yeah, right. <laughs> she. I, I don't put it past that place. She got stabbed. Uh, she got stabbed. <laughs> I was about to say, she got stabbed. She was. She bumped the table. We had drinks on the table, and fucking knocked the drink on my phone. And I was phone. My fucking phone was in the being dead because of that. Oh shit. man! I was so sick, dog. Cause I ain't had no money to get a replacement. I had to wait like a good two weeks for a fucking phone. Damn. Man, that shit was terrible. I, ain't, I didn't go back to strip club for a long time. <laughs> Traumatized. It was, a, it was a good two or three years before I went to another strip club and shit. Damn. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I, I, think I think that's just fairly common, actually. I've seen that quite a bit. As far as the brain, lazy, no, lazy strippers. Oh, la- yeah. I've seen bitches just like walk back and forth across the stage, kind of like lazy, like, I'm going to grab the pole and walk around it and then walk to the other end and... Do a little move and walk to the other end. I've seen some lazy shit. Are I think that's fairly common. Is it, is it, are you doing like a, a show or just like interpretive fucking strip, <laughs> strip club dance or some shit? Yeah, I did. You ever go to that one? It was it was on Eight Mile in the Lodge. Showgirls. Uh, did you ever go to that? Eight Mile in the Lodge? Yeah, it was like Eight Mile in the Lodge in Greenfield. They all come together. No, nah, I never seen that. That shit was trash. I mean, I never went there. I mean, trash. Like I, I don't think I think the girl had a gunshot wound, but it could have been a dimple. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> it wasn't right though. And it, this this didn't serve alcohol, so you just had you buying like 
fucking five dollar Everfresh juices and chips and shit like that. What it, the fuck? Yeah, it was it was terrible, dog. It was terrible. Yeah, I've seen my fair share of lazy strippers. I I, I'm, I I found it funny how impressed he was with getting hugged. I know. I'm, I'm I, I feel like that's fairly common. I think it happens though. I, yeah, I, like I'm like that. I would, got a hug at a bachelor party from a strip club. Yeah, that would throw me off. Like I'd be like, no, okay, that's like, fairly like, common. Cool. Yeah. I, I went. So I, I, this was Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> okay. I went to a strip club. It was like 1:30, so I was only in there for like a. A half an hour and shit, but mm-hmm. uh, I got two dance and they were great. Man, you came in there ready to ready to go about your business. Nah, it was <laughs> so funny, man, because it's you know I'm always people watching, especially in strip clubs. Always interesting, interesting shit going on. But it was like, man, I seen this one dude was gonna dance, man. Like he was ready to just risk it all, man. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he had a chick or not, but man, he was ready to give every fucking dime to this woman, and and it's just you just wonder, man, like. How do they? How do? How do the women turn like your emotions off? Like I, I don't know. Do they just keep it as a job? Because what are the women not getting turned on by this shit? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I, I just wonder. Like are they? Do they just detach emotion and it's just a fucking job or whatever? Like I think so. I, I think they like completely leave sometimes. Like I think maybe like it. It probably depends on the person. Like you know if they if they think the guy is fairly attractive or whatever they might get into it but i think like you could tell when like it's it's just like i'm doing this just out of the obligation because you know they always got mirrors all around the walls and shit and you could see them like doing the dances and all they do is just stare at themselves in the mirror yeah no emotion no kind of like any kind of like presence in the moment they're just like dead inside and like staring at staring into the mirror while they do their Booty obligations. That was the first, first, the first trip club I went to. I, I seen that situation, and I was, I think I was twenty at a double oh seven on the east side. Mm-hmm. And I remember chick, she was bad as fuck, and she's giving the guy this dance, and she's looking away from him, and it's like she get, and she's like leaning on a pole and dancing on him, and she just got the most straightest face, but she's like popping and everything, and she was just so detached from the shit, just like, yeah. like she had like the, she had the. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yeah. Attitude before that happened. Like this is 2000. She had that attitude. Yeah, they just be looking into the mirror, like you know, like let me just uh, stare off into the abyss and like put myself somewhere else while my ass does what it's supposed to do. Like they never, like they often don't seem like they're into it, and it's almost always on like, like you mentioned, people watching. The best people watching is watching them old ass white dudes that you know they got money getting the lap dances because like the woman will be like flirting with them hard as fuck like at the table and shit and then when it's time to do the dance they just like go off into their special place and just like i'm out of here like i don't want anything to do with this yeah that's just i don't know man you know i feel this little fucking pink pecker poking into their back it's like just like you know i'm just trying to she just as the the sun go past she probably like yep that's my phone bill paid that's rent Mm-hmm. I just wonder, like, for like women that, or any, I guess women or men to do porn, like, does that take away from your mate when having sex? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't, I don't know how can you get like, 
truly intimate with Jermaine and Phillip when you already just got fucked by, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or you've been fucking, you know, all the, and then you go home and there's it like a special thing you have to have? Like, I don't know. I don't know. just like taking work home that you got to do it with your, <laughs> your, your mate or some shit. You know, like, he <laughs> mentioned taking that work home. I swallowed the worst taste to come today, baby. <laughs> like, it was a rough day. <laughs> what, you know, even go, this goes simple to Say you're a janitor. Like, and you go home, do you do clean, do you clean up at home? Like, I don't want to <laughs> do that shit at home. Like, I'm at a fucking cleaning toilet. I fuck all day at work. You say to come home and fuck you. I'm fuck you here, too. Like, come on. <laughs> Like let's play some cards. Shit. Right, I've been gargling Listerine for two hours, and you want you want me to suck your fucking dick? No. No. Yeah. That's just yeah. I, and then it's like you know, like for you know, uh, um, a guy, you know, you don't. I, and then, then I do. I wonder, do they watch their partners with their in their sex scenes and shit? So then you don't, you know, you don't watch your 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 girl just take dick from like two different dudes and all hoes. And then you come home, and it's like, all right, so... (laughs) No. So I'm up next, right? No. (laughs) And then she come out like, I don't feel like it. Motherfucker, I guess not you don't feel like it. You just got ran for three hours. (laughs) That's got to be... Yeah, that's got to be kind of tough. Yeah, I don't think I could have ever, ever dated a... Dated a stripper. I mean, a, a dancer. Yeah, I didn't or, think- or actually a dancer. I probably, I maybe could, but a porn chick, I definitely couldn't have. Yeah, because like I, I don't know about you, but like I, you know, at the end of the day, I'd be talking about work and shit. Like, yeah, man, this crazy thing happened with this person and this client, and yada yada yada, talking about work. You imagine a porn star girl or wife coming home, and she talking about work. Oh man, he came on my face and it got in my eye. It was so crazy. I had to clean the shit out my ear. It was yeah, just, it, was, wow. it was nuts, man. man he's like, yeah. baby, how's your day? B- bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I play PlayStation. No. Or like a guy, you know, you come home, you're like, yeah, I had to fuck three of these chicks, man. It was just fucking crazy. <laughs> like you cooking dinner tonight? Like, <laughs> like how does these conversations go, man? I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I could not do it. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I can. I could have had a mate that was like acting where they had to be really intimate with their their coworker or some shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know. I, I don't think I could do it. I think I'm just no. Nah. I don't even know if that's even insecure. That's just I don't know. Like the the shit that you share with your mate is the shit that you're supposed to share with your mate. From whatever sex y'all do, from whatever intimacy, and to know it you just watching T V and you watching Power and watching the white dude just fucking you just you watching fucking La La and, and Carmelo sitting there like motherfucker. Like, right. Like I don't know. I, and at least that's fake. Like, I mean, fuck the fucking porn shit. That's yeah, legit. it's not even like, I mean, it's happening, but it's not, you know, not real feelings. It's just a job, I guess. But, nah. I don't think it makes you insecure to uh, feel a type of way about your girl fucking three niggas in a day. No. Coming I, home like, man, nothing. rough day at work. There's nothing. <laughs> Sitting out here in the garage, white, come on, like, hey, you doing shit. Got yeah. blew out today, baby. Shit was, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, like what? <laughs> give me a kiss. Say? Like, no. bitch, you had Mandingo in your no, mouth all no. day. You gonna tell me to give you a kiss? He came home. Fuck nah, out of here. Nah, nah, nah. You had uh, Mr. Marcus all through you. Right. Not got his around. damn Timbo print on your neck, and you talking about you wanna <laughs> fucking talk to me? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Timbo print. <laughs> I can see the niggas, the brim of that niggas hat in your in your fucking back. I don't know if it's worse or not, but do you ever see Ghetto Gaggers? 
Uh, I think so. Not the shit, but basically just white dudes just be just be demeaning like these face fucking the shit out yeah. of them, slapping them and like, shit. I yeah, I definitely couldn't, and not that I can even stand with regular porn, but I could definitely couldn't take that. No, I'm knowing that you just bet, made let this white dude just fucking. I, man, I seen one where after they finished with her, they all was it's fucking like bust on her face and shit. It was like five of them, and then they're like. Scooping it off with a spoon, putting it in a shoe, and then she's drinking. In a shoe? Yes. <laughs> After that, I stopped watching that shit. That was, just, that was the breaking point. Like, I don't know why I even started, but that was the breaking point. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> you first, feel, I'm like, where you, like, you feel bad about watching porn? Like, you know what? Like, the, yeah, I, just, I took bad this too far. You feel bad about, like, this is too far. Like, I took this too far. Like, all the whole race. That could have been all right. But, nah, this is just too far. I'm like, where I get a spoon from? I'm like, oh, no, no, put it in. Like, no, don't drink it. Don't drink it. Oh, no, shit. Yeah. They broke up the ice cream scoop. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't click the thing and <laughs> click nah, it off into her mouth. Oh, shit. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, Nope. Not at all. Nah. <laughs> they got the squeegee on her face. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is out of control. <sighs> they treating this bitch like a car. That's foul fucked up all right yeah so moving along um, the brave shit we we mentioned carmelo which was was going to be my uh transition but we started talking about more fucked up porn shit so free agency is happening in nba and there has been a gang of fucking crazy fucking money given out this off season this so, time last year we talked about the mike conley deal that yeah, and his uh, his call was previous to to Curry signing. So Curry signed what they called a super max deal. <laughs> I've never seen that shit Dog, before. Dog, I've not seen that before. Five year, $201 million. So second to that, and, I, and the number's not shown on here, but I believe it was like 175 uh, Blake Griffin signed five years, 175 I don't think Blake Griffin is worth worth fucking a hundred million dollars but whatever no, um and then it's either. like i'm looking at people that i have no fucking idea they are and they getting like crazy who is this guy now i know who he is gordon hayward mm-hmm. that was on fucking utah yeah i thought he was cool but i didn't know he was 128 million for four years cool he went to boston <laughs> yeah uh jj Reddy got 22 or 23 million for one season um, <laughs> he got 22 million to average a hot 10 points a game. Dog, <laughs> dog, that is nuts, man. Um, oh, you know, you know, PJ Tucker is no. Okay, PJ Tucker got four years, 32 million. Who the fuck is PJ Tucker? I couldn't tell you. Even a even even a smaller contract. Ben McLenmore, two years, 11 million. Oh, Ben McLenmore. McLemore, I think it is. Maybe so. I mean, I fucked his name up. M C L E M O R E. Is he all right? Is he all right? What do What do you get? It's two years, eleven million. Okay. Just two years, eleven million. The fact that you even say just. Justin Holiday, two years, nine million. You know who the fuck he is? I know who that is. Um. Joe Inglis, I E N G L E S. Hey. Whoever he is got three million forty eight three three years forty eight million. Ah damn. 
You really gonna be appalled whenever uh Contavious Caldwell Pope get his deal. That motherfucker's gonna get a max deal from somebody. That's crazy. I don't know dude. if the Pistons are gonna pay it, but somebody's gonna offer that man a max deal. Jody Meeks. I remember his name, but I didn't think it was two two years, seven million, whatever, yeah. I guess. Jody Meeks is the kind of guy that's not gonna play. Okay. We had him, didn't use him. Yeah, that's that's why I, rem- I remember him from. Okay, he was on the Lakers too. Kelly, oh, oh, yeah, I know you talking Who about. Who the fuck is that nigga? Whoever he is is four years, fifty million. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't even think I have anything really to 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 add to this. It's just I'm just just tripping on the, these contracts. It's just fucking uh, uh, fucking. Drew Holiday? Yeah. Who the fuck is him? You know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is. What did he get? Wait. Five years, $126 million. Jesus, fuck. No, man. Fuck. <laughs> Patty Mills. I know who he is. Three three years, $57 million. Jeff Teague, same contract. Tony Snell. I have no idea who the fuck he is. Four years, $46 million. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck these people are. I think he was like the 10th man on Boston or some shit at some point. Andre Robinson, where the fuck he is? Three years, 30 million. It's just random ass niggas, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Vince Carter got signed. No, he's, is he, is he the oldest guy in the league? Yeah. And he just got signed one year, 8 million. So he's still making fucking good money. <laughs> he didn't even oldest. get the veterans minimum. No, <laughs> he, he still got good money. That's crazy, dude. You think uh, Melo's gonna leave New York? Probably. And if I could bet anything, he'll go somewhere where there's a bunch of other superstars, and he'll be the second or third star on that team. What's crazy is that you think he adjusted that because he's not—he hasn't played second fiddle to any team he's played on. He also hasn't been successful as a first fiddle. Well, and, so. and that was probably, <laughs> that was that was another point is that because of him not being successful. Maybe you would take a seat back, but you're still gonna probably get money anyway. They giving all these fuck ass. He'll be happy to if he get if he ends up somewhere else. He'll be happy to get a a big ass uh contract. Well, is he a free agent or are you talking about getting traded? I, think I don't just, know. His I think he, deal. well, the rumors that I saw is that he was potentially going to get bought out and then released. Oh yeah, he has a no trade clause, so he can't get traded. Uh, that, that, does that mean that the no trade clause mean that they can't? I mean, it sounds like it, but <laughs> I don't know. I think it's yeah, I think it's something like that. Or he has to approve it first. So, oh, so so, I, and that was my my next question. That benefits him and not the, the team. Correct. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know his I don't know his situation though. And like I said, I, I'm kind of far gone from it at this point. I don't really pay the attention that I used to pay. So I'm sure there's somebody who's way more knowledgeable who will be more than willing to enlighten us on some of these players and their contracts and Carmelo's situation. Truth be told, I do not care at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, somebody can feel free to write in and be like, Carmelo, yada, 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 and Jeff T, yada, yada, yada. I don't give a fuck. No, like, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm barely I, watching I name this all point. of these contracts just because it's just so outrageous that these people are really making that fucking much money, dude. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm thinks. Like again, like I said, the game's evolving, money's evolving. They're making way more money. Just the way the 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 pricing, I guess you could call it, is going up. Is it is what it is, and I get that for the elite players. But like, I don't know. It's it's hard getting used to C level players getting 
the money that was for A-level players even five years ago. Like, it's gone up really, really, really fast. That's fucking insane, dude. Like, there are, there are guys who are just... These guys, like... These guys that you name, these guys aren't even all stars. A lot of these guys, and they're getting contracts that are that I'm accustomed to hearing for like A level players and shit, like twenty mil a season type shit for a guy who may be an all star at best. Like that's yeah, it's it's really out of control. But I mean, well, is it out of control? I mean, like, I mean, if that's the way the market is I mean, now, the that's the way it is. Like but the league is going under to pay these people, so they're making more money. So yeah, that I'm figuring. And one guy I was telling asking about, you know, he kind of you know knows a lot more about the collective bargaining. He was saying, you know, I was complaining about JJ Reddick's pay. He was saying something like, you know, twenty three million this year is like fourteen million last year as far as the collective bargain agreement. So it's like but yeah. all these teams have so much money they have to fucking spend and since it went up, they gotta spend it. But yeah, that's nuts, dude. That's fucking insane. Yeah, so um we got a video message from uh Jeff Edmondson. Uh we can play that. Um I think we got a couple more topics too, but let's play that and see what he's talking about. Oh man, so that was a that was a great podcast as usual. But I gotta ask Mike a question. Um, was okay. you tired as fuck? Yes. When y'all recorded? Yes. I'm always tired. Reason I asked that is because my feedback was the most trash sounding feedback in the history of the What Up Though podcast. And I can safely say that because I listen to every episode except for like twelve of them. And I was just waiting for the shade to come and you didn't say nothing. Seeing as how you relentlessly go in at my at name every chance you get, I just knew you was gonna you was gonna catch me for that one. I don't know what he said, but I can't say his at name is good. It would have been well deserved. That was, that shit sounded horrible. I will never record my feedback while it's raining ever again in life. Um and I even apologize to anybody that was listening to that one. You listen to headphones like I do. That was a nightmare. I was mad at myself on that bullshit. Um, All right. But in response to the topics you went over, um, one, thanks to uh, Baylor for the feedback about the Jordan thing. That, amongst what everybody else said, kind of wrapped up what I was thinking about it or what I was wondering about it. Um, uh, I had a couple things One on a serious note One on a not so serious note On a serious note um, About the Flando thing When I see stuff like that It kind of makes me think about What I would do In that situation So Like I, I have like my own routine Of how I handle traffic stops When I'm by myself and I'm and it's mostly based on I just do the same thing like I do when I record feedback. I record everything and then I also document it by writing down everything just so like if I do have to go to court or anything, I can have records uh, of how to of how the situation went down everything. But like seeing something like that and knowing that that dude was willing to let off shots like that with Philando's girl and his kid right behind him. I, I, it immediately goes to my mind like what if I get pulled over with my wife and my kids in the car like and I, and I honestly don't know 
how I would handle it. I feel like the only thing I would say is, like, if you fear for your life and you really fear, like, I'm a threat to you, can you just let me get out the car and safely away from them so you don't end up killing all of us? Like, if you're going to kill me, that's one thing, but at least let my let my legacy stay here. Like, don't, and don't make them watch it. Like, so... I don't know. I, I wonder to you and to the people who got families that listen. Like, how would you how would you handle getting pulled over by the police if your family was in the car? Given oh, sorry. the way that that happened and the way that I guess our lives are devalued in the police system. Um, before we continue, we can address that question because I'll probably forget he has like two and a half minutes left I don't want to forget that question so what do you think about that as far as this part about the in the whole how to deal with it yeah you got if you got if you was in a situation and you had your family in the car man I don't know man I I've honestly never thought about if I got pulled over with my family car, what would I do? Me neither. Why I've just I've never thought about that. Me neither. And I don't know. I mean, I think I think you're you're instinctively want you want to protect your family, and it's almost you know it's almost like you know CIA. You want to catch whatever is coming mm-hmm. or whatever. Like you know if the police is going to pull you out the fucking car. You rather your family be safe and stuff. But I really don't know, you know, what what I do. I do I do think for the sake of my family, that I would probably be I don't know, less combative. Like it probably questions I wouldn't ask if I was by myself versus with you know what I mean? Like the wise and house. Like I don't I wouldn't wanna enrage a cop knowing that the possibility that something could happen to my family. I mean, if I was by myself, I may ask my questions or something like that. But mm-hmm. I think I would probably be a lot more timid just because i want to make sure that they make it out if this this altercation goes sour you mm-hmm. know so that's a good that's a good ass question because i've never even considered because I, I always just you know whenever i think about the possibility of being pulled over i'm always thinking i'm just me being pulled over or whatever but i've never never considered that but i i think you know i would probably be fucking I'd probably be a bitch just to to make sure that my family gets you know mm-hmm. nothing happens with them. I I don't think they're you know that's the the wrong time to show out. I guess you know yeah. what I mean or want to record and you want to you know these are my rights and all this shit. I just want to make sure that my family can get get home safe and there's mm-hmm. nothing that provokes them or anything like that. But that's that's a good ass question. I never I've never even considered it. Yeah, me either. Um, I like his idea of. Making himself separate from everybody else, like I'll get out the car and be separate, so that you, if you gonna shoot me, at least you're not shooting into the car, like yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's wanna... crazy to have to consider that. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, dude. if I'm gonna get shot, can I get shot outside the car? <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, crazy shit you to think about. Shit to me, you know, do it outside. Don't, 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 don't do it in front of my family or yeah. whatever the fuck is gonna happen. Um, I was watching this. Uh, uh, I'll you can you can continue and I'll, I'll remember. Oh, okay. Um, and on a not so serious note, so y'all keep talking about this food podcast, <laughs> but before that, y'all was talking about all this weight loss stuff. But before that, <laughs> I seem to remember 
It was supposed to be some coffee podcast happening that never happened. So I want to know when y'all going to do any of the proposed podcasts y'all keep talking about. I've been waiting for the coffee one for seem like six years now. And then the, the whole thing started. Everybody wanted to get in shape. But then everybody was posting all these triple-decker <laughs> hamburgers with uh, sides nachos and... and and, and and churros and cinnamon sticks or something. I don't like <laughs> killing me all over the place. If you're going to do the food podcast, it's just going to be awesome. I'm sure Detroit's going to win. Our food's better. That's why people from Detroit go to other cities and set up restaurants with food from Detroit. Hmm. And Baylor should know because I'm pretty sure they got one out by him. Tim Hines should know because they got one out by him. The only place that don't have one is Chicago or Georgia, Ohio, wherever the other two states came from that y'all was talking about. Um, we're going to win. And then y'all said Sean for not um, coming through and doing it, saying he had practice. But then nobody mentioned the fact that Sean act like he don't even like them damn kids. I listened to the <laughs> Games We Don't Play podcast. Every time he bring up practice, he act like he can't stand them fucking kids. So y'all actually believe that he dipped on y'all for practice? Nah, bruh. Or as he might say, nah, B. That one nigga, that one, because he has some other reason. He's probably getting some. Shout outs to you, Sean. But you can't act like you hate them kids every week and then say you're going to dip out on somebody to go to practice. Don't work like that, dog. <laughs> so I look forward to the podcast. Really want to know what y'all think about that police stuff. Because, like I said, I don't know. I feel like I would just be standing there. I would just be sitting there shaking, saying, please don't shoot me in front of my family. I don't know how I would handle something like that. Anyway, look forward to the next podcast. And as usual, I'll holler. Peace. So to address these questions, um, uh, I might have to pull up the the thread, but we had the food cast schedule like 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 you mentioned, we had to reschedule it because uh practice, but um also uh everybody else had other stuff going on too. I think that popped up like a few other people had something that same time. So uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, it, it was funny because I honestly forgot we were doing it that week. But then when he brought it, I'm like, shit. I had like, well, we all, I mean, life just fucking happened. But, you know, I, I, we, we've said this a million times that, you know, we want to get together. Really haven't been able to put much effort into it. But, I mean, I could I could say with certainty we have it for the years out. I just don't know when. We just need to get get together again and try to, you know, make some, some schedulings and stuff like that. But, yeah, we, we ain't shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so um, uh, A few people I think Had, sh- had shit up that day um, The uh, Chaffee asked To push it back to after the 4th And then I'm out of town All of The week after next So we'll record Wait, which week you're out of town? The week after next, so like next week we can record I'll, I'll be here, the following week I won't be so That's that great, I think that could, I couldn't record that week anyway. So that worked. Yeah, out. we had that we had that in the thread. Yeah, yeah, so okay, like, yeah, okay. I said that I was out of town that week. Uh, you didn't, but I, I think I remember you saying that to me off to the side. And then uh, BTG said that he was that same weekend. He's out of town. And then Sean said I'm in the shy that weekend. So like that week of July doesn't work for anybody. Yeah. So we never 
uh, came up with a new date, but I'm guessing it'll be the final week of July, which uh, looking at the uh, looking at a calendar uh, would probably be if we did it on like a Thursday, which when we typically record, it would be the uh, 28th. I mean, 27th. Sorry. Uh, so possibly the That's 27th. Uh, we gotta we gotta circle back, but uh, the 27th because it's probably not gonna be this th- next Thursday the 13th. So probably the 27th. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, the coffee thing. That's on Otis. So yeah, iron it out with him. Cause I don't know shit about coffee. That's the whole point. So, uh, that that's put that on Otis. If he if he decides he wants to buy a bunch of coffee for next week, well, not I mean, I'd pay for it too. But like, if he decides he wants to do the coffee thing next week, I'm I'm down for that. I don't know anything about it, so it'll be on him to to decide how that's gonna work out, and I can chip in the funds. But um, that's where we stand on that. Um, as far as uh, eating healthy. Um, I'm fat as fuck, so I'm gonna start trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, fat as hell, dude. I I could have a whole episode about the kind of stuff I've been dealing with in that regard, but I'll save that for another time because it's depressing. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, food podcast probably on the what did I say 27th, probably the 27th, and um, that's where we stand on that front. Uh, coffee thing that's on Otis, so we'll see. Um. So, uh, I know you wanted to talk about the Jay Z album. So, thoughts? Um, I did listen to it on the way here. Okay, I saw a few of your comments, but you will make them probably as we talk about it. Um, I I really enjoy the the production of it. I thought the production was fucking. Nick scared the shit out of me going in this car. Uh, oh. <laughs> um. I enjoyed the production of. It. I thought the production was dope. Uh, no ID always has done great production, so I thought the production was dope. Um, I thought Jay was cool on there. I don't think I don't. I wouldn't call it Jay's best work, but I thought it was cool. A lot of it was like he had a a, a, a lot of moments where it was almost like. Like spoken word, like it wasn't really rapping or whatever. You know, it was kind of, I don't know. You know, I could appreciate his openness with things. You know, he he covered a lot of stuff. You know, as far as his mom being a lesbian and you know miscarriage of his wife and stuff. Um, I I thought I don't know, man. I I wrestle with how open people ha- should be on in music. I I feel like you should you. I think, you know, a lot of music, you know, we, you know, you look for honesty and things of nature, but I mean, shit, he's, and, and content, but he's like mid forties with three kids married. Like what, what, what are we really expecting him to really talk about? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I enjoy it. It's some few tracks I like more than others. I like the OJ track, uh, family, uh, I think family feud was dope. Um, the one with Bob Marley was dope. I think that's probably my favorite one where he's actually rapping. Um, four four four. I enjoyed the production on that. Probably the best out of the album. Um, Kill J was it Kill Jay Z? I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was cool. It was okay. Um, I don't know. I it it, 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 was, it was cool. I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't the, it wasn't the greatest, but I really really enjoyed the production on the album. All right. Um, I guess 
I've only listened to it once, and I listened to it on my way over here, so um, I, I can just read the Facebook post that I put on, because uh, I had a Facebook status saying that I was finally going to listen to it, so um, a couple of people asked, you know, were wondering what I was going to say, so uh, I said, so first impression at the first listen, it doesn't suck. Like stated above, good, not great. It reminds me of that Nas album everyone worshipped worship for a few weeks and then forgot about. Which that album? Life is Good. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, see, you forgot about it. I thought you were maybe talking about, like, because, I don't know, I think it was, I felt it was, I felt it was better than Life is Good as far as comparison. It is better than Life is Good. But the, I thought you were talking about, like, uh, Street Disciple, which was terrible. No, no, I, I was comparing to Life is Good and the fact that everybody was saying Life is Good was fucking amazing when it came out. Dude, and then I listened to it, I was like... I don't know how they said it, and I am a huge Nas fan, and I thought it was cool, but it wasn't, like, fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, that's that was my feelings on it, and that's how I feel about this album. But I said, uh, it was a good album, no bad songs... This is referring to the Nas album. It was a good album, no bad songs, but no great ones either. Low replay value. That's how I feel about this. Probably won't get too many spins. Definitely won't be coming back to this years later. Like, yup, this is still fire. Uh, I also think there's a lot to be said regarding how enthralled people are with getting a peek into him and Beyonce's personal life. All the lyrics folks are quoting are always having to do with that. I don't think his oversharing makes the album any better. I don't place any value on him telling his business. I think everyone else thinks that somehow that makes the album better. I'm not even fully convinced that any of that shit actually happened. I wouldn't be surprised if they mutually decided that putting out albums talking about his supposed infidelity would be a good business decision. It worked. He's talking about what if his kids found out, and I'm like, well, you did just put it on an album. They can't find out. They will find out. Yeah, but I digress. Anyway, solid beats, solid lyrics, just no staying power for me. I wouldn't put it in his top five. The OJ song could have been far away the best one, but I felt like he rapped the hot eight bars and the rest was random talking and the hook six times. I wish he rapped on that one more. I like the smile joint quite a bit, the 4441, and the one with Damian Marley. So those are the thoughts that I put about three hours ago. Um, pretty much echoes what you just said. It was like, it was cool. I don't think it's like something like, oh, Jay-Z is stellar, another fucking classic. Or I saw, you know, people trying to rank the albums. And I, I don't think you can do something like that right away, but... Um, when it comes to ranking albums like that from an artist that has a wide discography, I feel like you need uh, you need time to let it settle just because, for me, an important factor in that is staying power. And we live in an age of like knee-jerk reactions, and people want to be that first one to go like, oh, this is the most amazing shit, and like they just want to overhype shit. And like, I, I, you can't do, you, you do that, and then you, oh, two weeks go by, and you've forgotten about it. You don't listen to it anymore. It's not a big deal. Whereas albums that are elite in a in an artist's discography, like someone like Nas or Jay-Z, those albums have staying power. You can go back and listen to it now, and it's still dope. And I don't see me listening to this in 10 years and going, man, this shit is fire as fuck. Whereas I can still listen to some of his other shit and be like, man, this shit's still dope as fuck. So that that to me is like the main determining factor. I'm like, this is cool. Like, it's a good listen. It's not bad. It's it's a perfectly serviceable album. It's solid. I mean, you know, I maybe give it like a B. You know, something like that. But it's not anything that I'm gonna go back to often. At least not right now. Like maybe I'll listen to it two or three more times, and I'm like, you know, this is way better than uh, I felt the first time. But I didn't like 
I didn't like how in that OJ track I felt like he was talking too much. Like you said, it was like spoken word. And I'm like, okay, he rapped like eight bars on this bitch, and then he had like his little speaking parts and then the hook. And I'm like, I, I felt like that was kind of a, a wasted, a wasted song. Like this shit was like four and a half minutes long. Nothing even happens for like the first minute. <laughs> and then he and then he he talks and then he raps for a little bit and then the hook comes back again and it's like okay there's not much going on here um i i'm admittedly not the biggest jay-z fan but i try to as as much as it may not seem like it i i know i can come off like a contrarian at times but like i try to listen to anything with an open mind or watch anything with an open mind and I do it even more because I feel like society as a whole is not doing that. They're just like, wow. like people are ready for that to be great. And then when it came out and it didn't suck, everybody's like, oh, this is fucking phenomenal. This is amazing. And it happens with everything. It's going to happen with any future work from any respected artist. It's going to happen with any movie or TV show from a respected artist or genre. Everybody wants to be the first person to say that something's amazing. I mean, and then, yeah, and then the hype dies down after two weeks, and that's the end that of it. That shit, so that came out, what, last last Thursday? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I wake up, and I, you know, I'm on Twitter in the morning, and I'm you know, looking at, seeing tweets from like three, four hours ago, and it's fucking the greatest fucking album. I'm like, man, come the fuck on. Yeah. And then, but it's like, people that, people that do that, though, they're, those are not people that I consider people I take musical uh, suggestions from and any of that shit from anyway so <laughs> it wasn't nobody that I knew but I don't know um, yeah I, I it, it's kind of funny that I think you share a lot of the same sentiments about the album I have and I've listened to it you know a, quite a few times since last week okay um, but like I say the, a lot of the spoken like I say sound like spoken words I felt like he could around I felt like the was it Bam? I think was the Damian Marley track. I think yeah. that was the the track where I felt like he actually rapped the most, um, and I thought it was he had a, he had a, a good flow going with that. Um, like I say, Family Feud was dope. Still, I like all the production, man. I think the production is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like if the production wasn't as good, I would have not liked the album as. And I'm not saying I I enjoy it immensely, but I wouldn't have liked it as much as I do. With, uh, without the production, yeah. what do you think about artists doing um, solely one producer albums? Do you think it's a good or bad thing? Um, I'm with it. it. I mean, it sounds weird to say I'm with it if it works. I was like, always just about I mean, to say that, dog. Like I'm with it when it works, but yeah. it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I I I I share that same. Same it's, it's the thing. same concept as like a bad three point shot. Yeah. It's like if they make it, they make it <laughs> great. Yeah, they if you miss it, then it was a bad shot. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of like how how that could kind of work. You know, if if you if you nail it, you nailed it. If you miss it, well, then you missed it. And it's like okay, well, that's a pretty pretty dumb statement, but I mean, it's kind of how it is. Like if you nail it, you did. But so I'm not opposed to it, depending on who the producer is. Um, an album full of Mike Will made it beats probably not gonna work as well as a album with a variety of beats, and you get two of the choice Mike Will made it production pieces. So like, you know, it it, it kind of depends on the producer. But you get somebody like No ID, you got a pretty good shot. You get somebody like Primo, you got a pretty good shot. You know? Yeah, I, uh, I was I was hype as hell of the, the quality of uh, Prime. 
mm-hmm. uh, with Royce and, and and Primo, you know, just because I felt that it was going to be dope anyway to have him do the whole album. It actually turned out fucking great anyway. So yeah, um, but yeah, but it, I think the ex I don't know how what expectations you have we you can have for a middle aged old rapper now. Like yeah. I just I don't know. I mean I don't I don't see Nas putting out you know total bangers, you know what I'm saying, as he gets older, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's unrealistic to have, you know, uh, these huge, huge, uh, expectations. I mean, although we are getting close, we are closer in age, you know, saying with like a nod or Jay-Z versus like a shit, I don't know, name random rapper that's 20, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, little two piece. I don't see myself, you know what I'm saying, reflecting on fucking Ray Shrimmer or some shit, or, <laughs> you know, anything like that. But yeah, I don't know. I I I I think it, I think it was cool, but you know, I don't think it's great. I definitely don't put it in any top top albums. But you know, he didn't put out a dud. I'll say that. Yeah, well, which is for me surprising because I fully expected it to be a dud. Dude, I was so I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to somebody. And I told they was like, man, it's gonna be a dope album. This before it came out, and I was like, no, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> Based on what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's gonna be fucking awful. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, I won't put in the best. I think the one line, you know, he was saying, he says, uh, what is it about? You know, the, you know, the, the best rapper out. You know, it's kind of like being the tallest midget. You know? What yeah, saying? yeah. Like, and that 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 makes so much sense. It's like. Does it really? Does it really fucking matter? The people that's out now, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's an era of Pac and Big and and Nas at his prime, or you know, Outkast at his prime, saying that makes a lot more, you know, it, it, it holds a lot more weight. But it's just what you know, what's out now, like, yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah, I, um, and I, I, I continue to give it spins just because I, like I say, I, I can actually go for the instrumental and be fine. I can listen to it at work. You know what I'm saying? I can listen to it in the car, I listen to it doing yard work or something, but you know, it's it's, it's I I truly enjoyed the production on it, so Yeah. Agreed. But yeah. Um anything else? Uh I got nothing. I'm good. No, I think we're good. After one, niggas gotta get up. Um other than that, as always, you can find our podcast at what up doe what up the podcast on iTunes, uh our Twitter page, what up doe podcast. Uh, our individual Twitter pages, uh, Michael underscore Aaron and Grumpy Otis with a zero. Um, we we appreciate the feedback. We would love feedback from others. We, enjoy, we truly enjoy the feedback we get from our lo- uh, our our locals. Our uh, <laughs> what's the word? Um, our regulars. But we love more feedback. So um, please send that in. Uh, rate our iTunes page, and um, we we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.